I'd like to welcome my listeners to the Truth Sayer Report, hosted by Jeffrey Hawkins. The global mission of the podcast, the Truth Sayer Report, is to explore and examine historical events and how they shape current events and, most importantly, our lives. The Truth Sayer Report, Episode 14. Today's topic is America's Worst Word, Not What You Think. In the history of the United States of America, There are thousands of accounts of mistreatment of its black citizens. Obviously, with slavery and its dehumanizing of African people, after the Civil War, the development of the American apartheid system and segregation known as the Jim Crow laws would help to establish the American terrorist group, the Ku Klux Klan. The first African slaves arrived in the American colonies in 1619. In order for slavery to be accepted by the colonists, the indentured servants, and the freedom of religious seekers, the Christian faith had to be used as a vehicle of acceptance. The Old Testament story of Noah and his children's perversion. The story goes as one of Noah's children was disrespectful and non-obedient. Thus, God punished him by declaring his offspring would become slaves to his other children. The matter is settled because if God said so, it must be so. The justification and dehumanizing of African people in the colony of America began. In both Portuguese and Spanish, the word Negro means black. In Latin, it is Niger. The words are combined and began to be used in a derogatory manner to dehumanize and subjugate the slaves. The use of the N-word is created, defined, and accepted with a purpose. We move to 1808 when the United States of America passes legislation to ban the transatlantic slave trade for public relations reasons. But secretly, it is done to increase the value of slaves and eliminate foreign competitors. At this time, New Orleans was the largest city in the South with the country's largest economy due to its slave market. The slaves were considered property, particularly seen as chattel, an asset meaning a tradable good like livestock or crops. Slave owners had long began in the practicing of mating their slaves for the purposes of producing more slaves or chattel. However, this process was mostly used to replenish their own plantations or stock. The slave markets grew mightily because of more farms, ranches, and plantations to serve King Cotton. Unfortunately, The need for a new industry was created, slave breeding camps. In American history, the two largest breeding camps were in Maryland and in Virginia. Virginia became the largest slave breeding state in the country. At one time in its history, there were more than 300,000 more female slaves than males. Initially, the black female slaves were deemed to be the most valuable until the market of selling Male slaves overtook tobacco as the leading cash crop in Virginia. Moreover, the vast amount of production of slaves in Maryland and Virginia led to Southern politicians and leaders to request and lobby for them to be used to increase the amount of citizens in each state to boost the congressional districts. More importantly, help establish the electoral college votes. 
The measure passed in Congress and slaves were accepted as three-fifths of a U.S. citizen for representation in electoral college purposes in order to balance congressional voting because the North had a larger population. To this day, the establishment of an electoral college for the electing of a U.S. president is as controversial now as it was then. Again, in Virginia, Robert Lumpkin owned the largest slave breeding camp in the United States. He became the production leader in selective breeding of the largest, healthy, strongest females with matching males to produce what later would be identified as large, young bucks, black males. Interestingly, in 1988, famed Las Vegas odds maker and CBS television sports commentator Jimmy the Greek, who had served as 12 years as a football analyst, was unceremoniously terminated. He attempted to answer a major question at the time. Why were black athletes superior? He expressed the exact mention historical information recited above. He was vilified and crucified by the television media and the press. The country was not prepared to hear this ugly truth about American history. Unfortunately, the country's history turned darker. Again, because of the desires for more slave labor, it became necessary to breed more slaves. All religious and social mores were ignored. The practice of breeding relatives began. Cousins, siblings, parent-child, but the most disgusting and reprehensible became the forced mating of sons with their mothers. The worst word in American history is created and given a definition, MF. Its dictionary description is as follows. A damning, vile insult identifying a black male's familia hominy under the chattel system of slavery. In addition, one who violates the most vile taboo in humankind, incest. Later, the term real MF was used at auctions to increase the sale value of young black bucks. His age, strength, potential years of service, and equally important, that he could be forced to perform any chore, thus making him the most prized and valuable slave of all. Clearly, this is a part of American history which no one wants to tell or hear. In the saddest and the most painful contest of the worst word in American history, the N-word and MF are equally terrible, but one is the clear loser. Well, in the final analysis, man's inhumanity to man is the real MF. Thank you for listening to the Truth Say Report, America's Worst Word, Not What You Think, hosted by Jeffrey Hawkins. I like to end my podcast with a quote by a great American First Lady, Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you inferior without your consent. Speak to you soon. <laughs>